Welcome to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. Here, you will find discussion on all things EMDR from EMDR-approved trainers and consultants, as well as some co-hosts. EMDR is an approach to the entire therapeutic journey, not just reprocessing trauma. This podcast will feature discussion on the therapeutic relationship, understanding and using the original eight-phase protocol, and what to do to bring deeper understanding to the why behind EMDR and what to do when you're stuck. This podcast is an invitation to connect and learn together about EMDR and the process of psychotherapy. We are glad that you're here. Thanks for checking out this podcast. Notice That is a project of Think Beyond a listener-funded media house focused on connecting humans through therapy and art. To keep this podcast going, we'd love for you to support us on Patreon by searching patreon.com slash thinkbeyondhealing in your favorite web browser. And don't forget to check out our new merch by going to our website at connectbeyondhealing.com and clicking on the merchandise tab. Welcome back to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. We are not in Springfield. Not in Springfield. No. And it's late. It is. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's also That's late. Important. I thought we just That's get that important out detail. too quick. <laughs> okay. So, so to orient us in time and space, we are in Kentucky. Yeah. And it is uh, 8.45 in the evening. Basically <laughs> 9. It is late. Basically 9 o'clock. Okay. It's basically 9 o'clock in the evening. So, so for our bodies context, are thinking it's almost eight o'clock, but that's no. My body no. definitely thinks it's nine. Yeah, no, it's not. It was eleven. Day. Really, could be eleven. So that means that this uh, episode will have the flavor and the feel of a nighttime podcast, which I don't know what that means, <laughs> but we're about that to work at night <laughs> in the evening <laughs> after dinner. That's right. After uh, dark. After dark. Notice that yeah, after yeah. dark. Notice that after dark. <laughs> don't lean in too hard. That's right. Um, so the reason why we're in Kentucky after dark is because we are here doing one of our favorite things, which is an SIP training. Yes. With about 50 humans, uh, some in person. Seven. Seven? Yeah, okay. a yeah. lot of humans. <laughs> sorry, yeah. sorry to the 20 that I didn't count. <laughs> There's a lot of you virtually. Uh, so we have over 20 in person and several, several more uh, virtually with us. Um, but that means that we're a little tired. And we're in Kentucky. Yeah, it's after day one. Yeah. I mean, this just shows how committed we are to this podcast. <laughs> that, that nice, Jen. Thank you. Right? Like, That's true. We're sitting on the floor of a bedroom, a guest bedroom, yeah. doing uh-huh. a podcast yeah. at nice 9 course. o'clock at night. And if you're wondering why we chose to do this, we're oh, not yeah. sure, but we're deeply committed to the process. So, uh, But we have... I think, it w- I think the idea partly spawned out of, like, we want to obviously, like, maintain... A regular rhythm of record. Why are you laughing? Of recording. Because I want to make and- a joke and say because the boss cracked the whip. <laughs> no. Is that you or is that me? Or is that me? Oh, oh yeah. no! Hey, that's I am the boss. You. Right, right. That's, that's the right. Joke. It's supposed to be. That's you. the joke. What's yeah. the joke? That your your podcast dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love doing the podcast. I'm now on the PR for the podcast. Yeah. Yep. No, the podcast obviously is. Um, I don't know. It's one of the spaces where we get to come and and really connect, and that's kind of the spirit of today's um, conversation. Is just a connection on. It'd be cool to do a podcast with like Wallen, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and 
in the midst of an SIP training. It is taxing, but meaningful to connect on. Um, and it is a window into our lives. Yeah. Um, like what it's like to navigate being a human, being a therapist, being a trainer and consultant and all of these things. Um, so I thought it could be just kind of cool to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I feel like this really is the perfect context to do that in because we are different versions of ourselves when we travel for a training. Like yeah. we're away from the office, we're away from our families, we're wearing a certain hat, we become more social yeah. and playful at the end of the day. Like, yeah. like all of these things get to show up in the space between us that isn't necessarily in the studio. Mm-hmm. I think you called it sleepover energy. Yeah. Earlier. Oh, nice. <laughs> slumber, I party. Didn't hear slumber party. That's right. Slumber, slumber party, party energy. energy. Yeah. yeah. We're not wearing jammies, but no. we could be. Yeah. Could be. Really. Should be. <laughs> yeah. What is that? I guess, like Jen, just like, what does that mean to you as far as what we can talk about today or well tonight? Yeah. <laughs> or like... I think just the like excite or the fun around doing a podcast while we travel like there's a different like playfulness to it which is kind of informed what we want the episode to be like we didn't want to go into early content heavy discussion on something especially since we've been training all day but we wanted to set this episode up to just be more like open processing of the different hats that we wear and that like how we experience the difference of being trainer consultant therapist human mm-hmm. um, and just sharing in some of those experiences yeah that's a lot that's a lot i feel a little daunted yeah it doesn't happen very often what happens when i get tired i get daunted daunted that's a heavy lift it is it's a lot to say <laughs> or talk about well which one are we starting with that's the order they go in my head for some reason, is therapist, consultant. No, 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 no. I said that trainer. wrong. Trainer. Trainer, consultant, therapist, human. Okay. And I think that is. Those are like the maybe hats. Maybe the hats, but maybe mm-hmm. moving from like. Large to. The, the most, almost what feels most objectified into most subjective. subjective. Oh. Okay. I can track that way. Do so you feel that your trainer hat or identity is more in objectification than consultant? Or therapist. And I don't know if it's my felt experience of how objective I am or how much others objectify me in each of those roles. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in the role of a trainer, you're someone up on a stage, literally this weekend, like up on a stage mm-hmm. um, who's Presenting just speaking and I am learning from. There's not this like engagement as much. And then there's a step down from that. And as a consultant, they're still looking to you as the expert questions share your wisdom but there's more engagement interaction and then as a therapist much more human and then obviously as a human my most subjective human. way yeah 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 i think as you say that i i would agree um it it feels like the pressure especially within sip where and i'm sure like the more trainings we do of different types as well the more this will this will kind of generalize to those things but I connected multiple times today um, when examples kind of just come as we're teaching the material or I'm trying to help a participant understand a concept. It feels like a million things are needed to be said to really clarify, but only a small handful of them will. And it's like I'm watching that 
form and come out of my mouth. And there's a part of me that's like, that's fine. <laughs> like, but yeah. it could have been more. But it, and maybe I should start over. Like, maybe I should take that back. Don't listen to that. Like, let me try again. But there's not that that space. So that to yeah. me is my experience of that objectification of like, I, I don't want what I said to come across as the only answer or a yeah. full answer yes. of what I was, of what you were really asking. Like the question came up about um, sh- the um, epigenetics of shame. Mm-hmm. That was so hard for me because it was like, man, this is an amazing question. Yeah. And we don't have nearly the time to get into this. Um, so I'm going to try to, I went through this process, like, why is that person asking that, not knowing who it was or like the context of their curiosity? But that's, I feel like, a window into like what it's like for me to be a trainer. Like, man, we could go so many places with this question. And mm-hmm. a lot of this is still pretty unknown yeah. neurobiologically and more complicated than a simple, yes, shame is epigenetically transmitted through cellular activation Mm. like that's not like it's more complex than that and i feel like we did a good job with the question Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and the answer was fine but we could start again and again and again and just have multiple strands of potential going and i think maybe that's one of the main differences between a trainer experience versus a consultant Mm -hmm. experience is the amount of engagement reciprocal communication and in the moment feedback about how the material is being received. Um, I think as a trainer, I, I struggle with that sensation of I'm sending out so much material and have very little feedback about how it's being received and integrated. Or the feedback is so varying because mm-hmm. you're training to 70 different people. Right, right. And you can't be with each individual as they... Yeah. process to and, see how yeah, it's really yeah. landing or yeah. if it's like getting what they were asking yeah yeah or even when you said there's like a million more things you want to say in your answers a lot of times reads there's a million more questions i want to ask oh yeah them. Totally. to really kind of narrow down yes. on you know what you is most valuable to them yeah, yeah it's not that, acceptable yeah like in that object of trainer you can't be like it's like a non-answer. Because it needs to be generalizable enough to be meaningful accessible. information to the other participants. Yeah. And so it's, oh, I just want to dive in deep and, and ask all of the questions mm-hmm. as I have to give the most accurate but generalizable answer mm-hmm. that I can. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, like, is this a kind of universal experience for teachers and trainers? Or is it somewhat unique to those of us that are attempting to teach about a more subjective way of being and are not that we don't believe that we're delivering objective factoids that you know are universal truths in any way yeah um that the feeling of the delivery is different because there's so much nuance that could be done mm-hmm. but yet we don't have the space to do all the nuance i don't know and as you say that i'm wondering like um we we do this in a very unique way in my experience of formal presentations, which is, it fits very well for me because it's how I've always done presentations, but you know, we don't memorize slides and speak only to what was memorized or written in the notes. Like we have talking points that then we're just kind of riffing on. 
Jen and I have never done that. I mean, I know, you know I've never done it. I've only done it one time, and it was because we had twenty minutes to say yeah. what we needed to say. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's just stick to this because this yeah. is very intentionally written sentences. Let's let's stick to that. But in in this format, it it would feel so much more objectifying to try and like just read what's on the slides, mm-hmm. just say oh. what's in your notes. Do not stray so hard but that question that you were just asking of like i wonder if it's a universal experience to present like this yeah i mean it we do it a very interesting way well and i think as public speakers and trainers it's maybe unique because we always train as a team and we also rotate yeah right so you know there's always three of us and which two of us are up there is going to vary you know every few hours um and so I, to me, there's this kind of loveliness and we can all teach all parts, um, but the flavor is different depending on whom happens to be the one that, that's up there in the moment. Yeah, because to- it would totally change. And we're okay yeah. with that. Yeah. The, if, the fluidity. If we were to really document the number of combinations of like who's taught what and who's been their partner, like. Because we don't even have segments that are like, well, this is Melissa's part. And so this you is take Richard's. over. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. such a lovely, like, I don't, I don't, I've no idea. Process. Well, well, and like, what a, what a thing to reflect on is like, how do you guys embody the flavor of teaching with each individual that we teach with? Like, I have such a, like a template of me and Caleb and, and you and me and you being you, me. you being Bridger, yeah, yeah. right here. Yeah. And, you know, and, and me and Jet, because like literally I have taught with each of you for hours yeah. at this yeah. point. Um, like many, many hours. Many, many hours. I mean, you and yeah. I have done multiple university classes for together. Years. So God yeah. knows like, what hours. And then yeah. we've done all those podcasts yeah. and, you know, so many EMDR, EMDR trainings. trainings and all yeah. kinds of things. And so it's just bizarre to think about like the amount of templating that I have in my body of. I know how you're going to teach this section and yes. I modify to you and I feel you modify to me. Yeah. And we know like, you know, okay, Melissa has to make her comment in this particular way about this section. You know, like we all know I need, I need to say that thing. So like you let me teach that section because otherwise I'll have an itch that I haven't scratched that day. Got to like, get it out. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, I'm going to glitch out if you don't say that thing, you know? Um, so we all have things like that. And like, I can tell when Jen is holding one of her things because she does a thing with her nostrils. Like, I know that I've, like, not allowed the space for the thing to be said if I see that. It's coming. It's bubbling. And I I think, like, that intersubjective space between the different combinations of us is super interesting to me. Jen, I'm curious just even subjectively, like, you were, you're, like, fighting off a cold right now oh really oh sorry <laughs> i don't sound like myself no, I was, never mind. <laughs> but, uh, but like today was a little bit different because oh. that yeah just i want to hear about the side That's like my yeah experience what what was your experience of today and that that challenge to the objective expectation of you as trainer even for yourself mm. yeah man well when i was on stage today feeling uh, such a different flow and like being so aware of my voice and like how much I can use it and how much I could say, or am I going to like have a coughing fit right here on stage? And so feeling less out of the flow, just like showing up and speaking and sharing and adding, I, I was able to do some of that, but there was just an awareness around it that felt very different of like, 
am I going to choose to speak right now mm. or not? Mm. <laughs> because I might have to preserve it or it might like irritate my voice more or, um, and then, and then being out of that rotation of like on what we call like the moderator role, because right. we have a zoom dashboard set up to where if you take in one of our trainings, we're always kind of engaging you or making yeah. space to be engaged. Um, by that so there's always that third person who's not on stage is is on the moderator that felt like a lot of relief to me because I could type as much as I wanted mm -hmm. like I didn't have to oh, have nice. the like should the I, voice can I say to it yes and so like Elaine was just asking these brilliant questions and I'm like paragraph after paragraph <laughs> like just like Thank you engaging. for giving me an outlet. And maybe that is, <laughs> afterwards I said like, wow, it was so active. Maybe part of that was my participation in that. Yeah. Is like, it felt like, oh, this is where I can step into my role of teaching. Mm. And luckily I was, you know, queued up well with great questions, but could go and like say the things without feeling the physical tax of it. What's well, coming to my my mind as you're as you're saying that is this idea because i haven't organized them on this spectrum before of objective to subjective where therapist and consultant are farther along the subjective spectrum than than trainer and what i wonder in that invitation or like you said queued up sense it was like this is a window in to a very expansive part of your trainer identity uh -huh. is like it's not give me a quick answer on this or a quick thing yeah. here like a like you have the space to be more subjective in that identity of sharing more talking like here's this point and then here's this nuance or here's this kind of both and like you had a window in like an invitation to you can give me the short answer but maybe the long answer could come too it definitely has to me moderator has more of a feel of consultant because mm. you as trainers are standing up there monitoring the time, the slides, like, are we making all of the points and still having discussion with the group, but we could be rifting on this whole other topic mm -hmm. while you're doing that, because that's what they're interested in important. And I can't ask the other questions to that individual person. Like it, yeah. it definitely has that more access, slightly more subjective mm -hmm. dynamic. There's than, more feedback yeah. in the moment. That and it sense. can be more individualized on there as well. Others can observe it. But it's more appropriate to like reply to that one person's question with direct response to them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys feel like in the trainer role that while there's something very objective about it, that for you as a human, it also allows an expression of something that doesn't get expression elsewhere? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. What's coming up and you would like to ask that? Um, <laughs> I, th I think what I was thinking about is that like my, my family has no idea what I do. <laughs> like they know what I do, but they have no idea what I do. And, uh, and it's, it's not, it's certainly not like a, they don't want to know what, you know, they what I'm up to. Care right? or, yeah. Yeah. But but just that it feels so uh, inappropriate in a normal social context for me to just go and talk for 20 minutes about something that I'm excited or passionate about. Um, with a captive audience. With a captive audience. Yeah. And, and to like feel valued 
in my nerdiness um, is uh, yeah, and and like desired in mm. that. Um, I think there's like a subjective experience to being in the role of teacher and trainer um, that is really special. From you know, it, like it, it gives expression to a me that doesn't get expression in other situations or it doesn't feel appropriate to express in an unbridled way. Totally. I mean, the, the trainer identity for me is so special and precious because even just the duration of time that I get to keep trying is, mm-hmm. is unique. It, to me, feels like um, when I was in high school, I used to paint and... I would quickly become frustrated when I saw the shape of the painting come together. Dang it, like, oh, I want to try again. So for me, the training process is a lot of that is like, okay, I've got three days mm-hmm. and we're going to make something in three days. And I just get to try for eight hours a day. And by the end of it, see where we, where we got to. Mm-hmm. And I don't get to do that anywhere else. I mean, as a consultant or even in our consultation groups that are months long, it's 90 minutes at a time, mm-hmm. once a month. Yeah, the pacing feels very the different. The time is different. It's like create, it, to me, it's like, yeah, like work on a painting for 90 minutes once a month. Like we're in a totally different space that next month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even want to use this color anymore. Like <laughs> I hate that color now. <laughs> like whatever. Like, it's irrelevant. I'm over it. I want to be more <laughs> geometric today. Like mm-hmm. you, there's so much change in that time. Whereas in three days, like you're getting the latest synthesis of this in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to try to work with it today. And by the end of the three days, we're going to see what my contribution to the painting looks like. As you're saying that, I, it's making me think of like the writing process of it too. Like there's, yeah. there's the contribution of it and how it's being taught and demonstrated and but what went in, the subjectivity that, has gone into the creation mm-hmm. of each of the trainings that we have and the yeah. way that they're presented hours hours. <laughs> like the, the tiniest details that I think before being a part of writing trainings, I had no like ability to see the depth and like understand and maybe even yeah honor the, the process that a writer goes through. In fact, we might've made fun of it every once in a while. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like crit- critiqued it, critiqued you know? It. Yeah. <laughs> I could do it better. <laughs> yes. Very flippantly. And yes. yes. And, yeah. Uh, and so just to like <laughs> see that and I think then the way you talk about it has another layer of who am I in this moment compared to who I was when I originally put that slide together. Oh, yeah. Or, seeing, mm-hmm. seeing like little things on the slides that I remember when we wrote it that way. Yeah. And now I'm just like, we're Why never going to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Like, skip that. We, this example, we take stuff out all the time. Like, either. I'm so done with this. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, just like that. Like, I hate, I want to be more geometric yeah. today in my yeah. painting. Yeah. Yeah. I hate circles. Color. Circles suck. Like, <laughs> what's the point? What's the point of this? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, that's still me. But we were so jazzed about it when we originally did that. Extremely yeah. jacked. Uh-huh. Um, and just to think, like, there's, in SIP 1, there's over 350 references in the training, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, that's, that is a lot of work of digesting and synthesizing mm-hmm. material that was time of us becoming ourselves mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and putting that into this 
thing to try and communicate something mm. that we thought and still feel is meaningful. Yeah. That that's a pretty interesting reflection of like the lived experience of writing SIP versus our current lived experience of writing EMDR basic and you know personally I'm also uh, you know writing the body and mind with Caleb right now and so like the the reflection on how different each of those feel like of course there's similarities but like the birthing process of each one is just remarkably different like SIP felt like this slow incubation fueled by pure passion and fun and pizza like that's the energy of of SIP one to me yeah I don't know how you guys feel about that but like the difference of these writing experiences is really extraordinary could you continue and share like what then by comparison is your experience of EMDR basic and body and mind yeah EMDR basic (laughs) what experience am I having right in the middle of type of integration oh yeah and synthesis Um, than SIP was I feel like I want to do an ecstatic dance, but I have to follow the steps of a very rigid dance teacher. Yeah, the instructor is like, <laughs> That's nope. how it feels. It's like, look, I really want to freeform right now. Nope, nope, stand like, okay. There are standards. Which it, to write your own training that's not reviewed and approved right. by anyone, SIP. Yeah. One and two. Well, it did eventually get reviewed. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's been reviewed by both by, NBC, and standards, right? But not by like a governing body that's saying this is what has to be in it. Yeah, for you it have to, to, to cover this material. Yeah, it's totally different. Like, yeah, the, subject, the domain, process. and content yeah, inclusion very, was not very different. Right. Yeah. So to write in that space where we're truly just drawing from inspiration. Yes. <laughs> yeah into we're following an outline and trying to infuse it with inspiration mm-hmm. but it is an outline that's provided yeah. Yeah. which i, I understand different. in that field like the utility of that and why we're doing it that way yeah. but it does it's a very different felt experience of mm-hmm. writing that is interesting like for me the painting metaphor and i'd love to hear more of your like dance metaphor but the painting metaphor of well bridger even though you're wanting to paint geometric today you're going to have to paint circles Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to use black and gray or you're given a paint by number oh yeah and then you're told to make it your own (laughs) (laughs) really don't like circles today well it's just like to continue the metaphor is like like of those things you don't want that yeah. And you might be able to, you know, add a little flourish here or there. You switch you, up the color. Yeah, and you, blend yeah. it a little. Yeah, creative mm-hmm. liberty here and there. And you Is know, that we're, great? we're certainly interjecting our and own then flavor I, and feel. And certain areas just like not do it or <laughs> be really no. rebellious. No. <laughs> it, it is all being included. That's we're, unacceptable. We're being good girls in the writing. We really are, actually. Start adding <laughs> stickers to the painting, <laughs> glitter. Glitter. That's it. It's like, uh, yeah, we get to the very end and then watch this. Glitter ball. <laughs> then I bring out a hairdryer and I really just start watching it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to liken our future upcoming EMDR basic training. To a paint by numbers covered in glitter. A circle of paint by numbers <laughs> covered, covered in, glitter. in glitter with two colors and it's hairdryer. Uh, but there's like so much love that is still going into it and so much time i think like that is the universal of all of them is like just the mm. hours and hours yeah just trying of yeah energy and and thought and intention and you know forecasting like how is this going to be digested as people experience it and yeah 
um, yeah, there, there's a, it, it is a birth process. It really feels that way. Do you guys know those funny little kid videos where it's supposed to be like a dance performance on a stage and there's always that one little weird kid that's like wiggling <laughs> over in the corner and doing their own thing? That's how it feels to me. Of like when <laughs> I can just, yeah like, yeah, like when I can just do my own thing, I'm having a great time. I don't care what anybody else is doing. I'm having a great time. Um, and other like, people love it. That's it, the one they watch. That's, that's right. That's why like they're way more videos. Yeah. Like it's crushing it. Yeah, I know. And, but there's objective goals for the training, and I also understand that. And, you know, I want that too. But if we can add some artistic flair, we should probably do that too. Um, and I think like writing body and mind is just, uh, you know, it, it's like a love child. It's like, you know, it's just kind of an afterthought in some ways because the, the joy of, the material is just so fun, so fun. What's the your subjective experience of the difference in writing teams? Like the oh yeah, because I've had lots of configurations shit. at yeah. this point. Well, you and me, Jen, get shit done. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like yes, we do. That's just like because <laughs> we have the same like Virgo mentality of like, give me the list, I will work the list. How much did you get Typed done? It out. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> You know, oh gosh. <laughs> really it's that energy. But it's so efficient and so good. And like, you know, our company like lives on the back of that energy in many ways. So I have deep respect for it. Um like writing with you, Bridger. Like how would I oh God. This? Here we go. So so <laughs> you have to do a gesture. Because I'm so sleepy. I you want guys, a little clip like, of that. <laughs> like that frantic, like, it is that you know that that, the that video of the cat of yeah. like slamming its on the keyboard, keyboard. is like da, 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 exactly da. what it's like. Okay, so I'm gonna do my impression of you. Are you ready? So when we're riding together, I think we're going somewhere. We're getting somewhere, and then suddenly we're in this moment where you're looking up into the left, staring into the middle distance. I'm like, right, this is where I wait. <laughs> I need to be silent. If I talk, it'll make it go longer. Like just wait and breathe, wait and breathe. Something good always comes out of it when I just wait. Wait one more minute. <laughs> like one it's more coming. Minute. It's coming, and it always does. Like the the deep contemplation. And I think what I what I would liken that to is like then there's this like big sweeping energy because you like yeah. found a nugget from the abyss that you're super excited about and it you're is. like pulling it into reality. <laughs> like I'm going to jump on this ride with you. Here I come. But there's always like I always feel like I'm about a step and a half behind you and have to like hustle to catch up. And then I do. And we're there. And it's a lot of fun after yeah. that. But you I know, really we do that cycle that. many, I thought many I was minutes. like grimacing a little bit because I was like, is this going to hurt my feelings? Oh. And then it was really great. So oh, good. I appreciate that. I'm glad. Just to name that genuinely, it was like, <laughs> oh, this could be really, because that's, I mean, to speak to the writing process, that is one of the most vulnerable spaces for me personally, because I have such a, I think what you're, what you're seeing, just to speak to my side of that, in looking to the left, like, I don't know what <laughs> that is, the but. There's something up there. I don't know what you're know. looking at, but it's but important. There's I'd, a lot up there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you experience that yes. as well? It's a thing. Yes. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, it's like putting it into words. I can't remember. I think, Jen, you were talking about this today at the training of like when you answer a question, you're objectifying your expression of the inspiration mm -hmm. in that content. Mm -hmm. So like whatever that idea brings up, the words that come out are objectifications. And that means they're done in a way. Like you can continue speaking, but you're going to fill up the space to where maybe you're going to confuse the whole point of it. So for me, when I'm thinking about what to write or an idea, I guess what I'm really looking at is the passage forming and the idea and its intention becoming as clear as it possibly can be before I try to put it into words mm -hmm. verbally. 
Yeah. And I think that's one of the ways that you and I are incredibly different and also very complimentary. Yeah. Because my best comes out of blurting it all in a mess and then looking at it and going somewhere in there is something of value. Pick this part, this part, <laughs> this part, get rid of this. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and I think like the way that I feel different in writing with you versus writing with Caleb, because in some way you and Caleb are very similar in, yeah. in the way that you do this. Um, like I follow you in your process, but Caleb follows me um, mm. as far as like who is um, kind of coming up with the impetus of the moment, like the energy of the moment. Um, and so I've learned to like listen and wait for you to say the thing. And then uh, I feel like what I add is sort of the flesh on the skeleton of what you're saying and some of the, you know, mm. the, the artistic meatiness that, you know, the four compliments, the five in that way. Yeah. Um, but Caleb's gift to me personally is that he cleans up my mess. <laughs> <laughs> like he really does. Like he is so patient in just receiving all of the, the word feelingness of, you know, how I express in those moments. And oftentimes like he's sitting very still with his hands touching each other, like, I don't know what this fingertips is. Right? To fingertips, fingertips to fingertips. But like closed. And his eyes are kind of down and he's deep in concentration, mm -hmm. just like receiving everything that I'm saying is like a little monk in contemplation while I am dumping all this, you know, stuff around him and on him in some ways. And, but he also like has the strength to stop me when I need to stop and like clarify what needs to be clarified. And I feel like body and mind um, is like this, uh, I don't know, product of that process of like this messy jumble that's like forming into something really uh, lovely and simple in the way that he can make it clear, but mm. still super, um, I don't know, like, Robust. like it feels, it feels like me and, and like mm. how much sensation is present um, in, in what's being shared. And so I just really enjoy like the feel and I can't imagine like, only writing with one person at this point like the yeah you know the joy of having multiple partners in creation i think is one of the gifts of what we are the image i have for caleb is this like really gentle and loving like clearing the tail like sweeping uh -huh. everything off and only leaving mm -hmm. the He's most like, yeah. important significant bits it's a gift but like he can like taken a space where there's all of this tornado of stuff in a pile and then he can like clear it all out with like one phrase yeah, and it's he's so like, unfazed by my chaos was. it's beautiful <laughs> like, it's so incredible <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you just said exactly what i meant thank you <laughs> nice for interpreting oh mm -hmm. and i i you know i'm I, we can't ask this, but if anybody ever wants to tell us like how they receive all of that like what it feels like to be on that recipient end of all of that process i'm so curious how it feels on the other side we started this episode with the intention of covering the hats of trainer oh. consultant therapist and human mm -hmm. and i almost feel like they each deserve their own and this might be too lofty of a goal but <laughs> their own but, episode yeah but like really yeah it feels like it would be strange to like shift into okay now talk about fitting in all yeah, of the rest right. right now especially when they're each huge they're huge parts of yeah. our personal and professional identities and how much yeah we live our lives in that with that hat on yeah they're very special mm -hmm. um like they're my i don't know um 
I just got this image of <laughs> I don't know this I don't know where this is coming from. It's like you're not gonna be surprised by this, but like it's a lot of movies going through my head. Um, but how like a race car driver must feel about their vehicle. <laughs> like, dang, you are I need you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to you're be beautiful to me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly what you are. And I hope that I'm treating you well. And I'm you know, I want us to continue working together on our goal. <laughs> and that's for me how like that trainer identity feels is like you're very special to me because you let me do things that I couldn't mm-hmm. do. And I want us to be good. To each other. To each other. Like connected and, and well attuned and um yeah, effective. Mm-hmm. But in a in like a long distance kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. um how would we feel? I have maybe a transition question from uh, this conversation into human and, and acknowledging that we're sort of skipping the two other hats that we named. Does that feel okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering about the particular kind of vulnerability that you experience as a trainer that is, at least for me, markedly different than mm-hmm. as a consultant or as a therapist. Um, but like the act of putting yourself before an audience and speaking many words without a lot of feedback is a particular feeling of vulnerability, I think. And I think we all kind of maybe experience that slightly differently and also maybe strategize around Mm -hmm. it, (laughs) uh, differently. So I'm just curious, like, how do you guys feel that? I think it's a great question. feels like it's something that has evolved so much from the beginning to now and how I experience it or the, the feelings of vulnerability. Um, and I imagine will continue to evolve tremendously. Mm-hmm. But just imagining like my first training experiences, EMDR basic training for uh, someone else's curriculum mm-hmm. and thinking of like those first trainings where we're standing up to train and what that felt like to do exactly that. I'm going to speak for an hours and not have a lot of direct feedback from the person who is critiquing or, or approving who it, it, who wrote it, and the participants of the training. And then a different level of vulnerability of training something you are a participant in the creation of. Mm-hmm. That was like a, like, exposing yourself like if they don't like the material they don't like what's on there it's like a rejection of something it feels so important to me and as a part of me that had a whole nother like Mm. place of vulnerability and then I think for me personally coming into this place of like have I earned my spot here yet Mm. like people are looking at me as an expert am I though Mm. (laughs) like do I get to be in that or like have I earned, do I have the qualifications or have I earned the privilege of standing in this position to like deliver information in that way? And that's been a big part of my evolution of a trainer is like coming into more of a sense of security and confidence in that compared to what that felt at the beginning. Yeah, because I remember when we were writing SIP2, you talked a lot about that Um, because that configuration was a lot of you and I and Caleb Mm -hmm. and in that dynamic, I remember you would often say that. Yeah. Like, we talked a lot about that. Do you and remember that? One that? Felt, that one felt even more intense because of what 
uh, and I'm using the language from our conversation earlier tonight, but the what felt like the world of academia and that, like the mm. this this like the content. Yes, compared to like SIP, my one my contribution in that felt more of like what is the um, how does this come into practical application of the session? Like, what's the clinical experience? And SIP two, I'd say that was a lot of my uh, contribution to, but just like a very different weight. And I was learning alongside the writing. We would mm-hmm. have these sessions of like, okay, you're now teaching me what you're reading, and then I'm helping to synthesize and like put words to it and and add it, mm-hmm. apply it to the clinical setting. Um, and so that one felt completely different than like EMDR yeah. or SIP one, yeah, or TIC. Oh yeah, tick. <laughs> Trauma informed care training. Dang. Good question. Yeah. Wow. What about you, Bridget? It's to me one of the most vulnerable spaces I occupy. Um, it feels a lot like when I was a musician playing shows. Like um, I made story of that time of my life as I don't really care like what people think of the music because I'm here for this, like that vulnerability of I'm going into myself and I'm finding ways of exploring. Like I'm, I'm like I'm turning over rocks, I'm climbing walls, I'm like scaling trees or I'm, you know, swimming in the deepest river in myself for however long the show is. And then Mm. you as the person are going to tell me like, I liked your song. Okay, like I'm glad. I don't know what that. Like, I just remember feeling kind of frustrated because, like, I, I, I don't even know what that meant to them. And that's beautiful. Like in retrospect, I'm so glad that they liked it, and it wasn't me trying to be a jerk at all. And I, I definitely went along with them. Like, oh, thank you so much. You know, uh, where are you from? Like, it quickly turned into this. Like, you want to buy a CD? Like, <laughs> like you know, like this merch. weird. Check out the merch. We're going to be in Kansas City next weekend, so you should come. Um, but, it, you know, just that them speaking to what they witnessed was awkward for me. And it is very similar in the training of somebody being moved by a concept or I see like a, <coughs> a moment of connection happen in them. I don't know what that's like for them in that moment. And I don't get to really hear about that except in some reflection or Q&A time or something and so for for content to be for there to be feedback on this very deliberate very intentional integration synthesis and cleaning of information to try and get us from one point to another feels so vague and abstract I don't know it feels like I need more time to understand what you mean by your feedback, your experience of the training, your takeaways, um, because of the meaning for me that's in the writing process, and then mm-hmm. the, then the delivery, like remembering, reimagining, and presenting. Um, it's my heart and mind in written form, and then I'm saying it again. I think one of the times I've seen you the most deflated was in teaching mm. SIP two and receiving yeah the first feeling time. very misunderstood. 
and quite frankly, just like rejected in, mm-hmm. in you and Caleb and yeah, pieces of the content. I, I don't know. That's just coming to mind of like, when you talk about that's my most vulnerable space that like immediately came to mind of. Yeah. Oh, I remember it very well. Yeah. Yeah, can you share i want to hear your experience of that time because for me i can i'll say more of the same i guess but like what 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 meaning do you find in that coming up in you after hearing me describe what i did it was hard to watch it was hard to experience and like to hear about that feedback from because i know that's such a vulnerable place and like your entire heart and soul and like being is mm-hmm. in the content of those two trainings mm-hmm. And so to see a piece of that or pieces of that get picked apart from a really like objectifying you and Caleb as humans yeah. or objectifying pieces of the content was like painful to observe and watch. And then also trying to balance that, like, what are we supposed to do about that? <laughs> like, right. what needs to happen to fix that? Um, yeah. So what was your experience then of what did happen with it when we did the revisions? and trained it again and had a very different response yeah well the process of deciding about the revisions was one of those where there's there was conversation on the spectrum of do we completely like abandon all of it and like change it or do we fall on the other end of the spectrum of make some really intentional meaningful but smaller changes and i think we fell somewhere in the middle towards the end side of like less changes compared to like cutting yeah. everything yeah um but in that journey of like making those decisions just feeling this awareness of how much you 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 and Caleb both and in your minds are represented in that content mm. and so it was like a really tricky balance but I feel like we found the right space yeah. and we found these really where it's it's a better version of that and it yeah. expresses more accurately what I think the original intention was like it meets the goal even better. Yeah. And I think it was received beautifully or yeah. it has been since yeah. that time. Yeah. It's reminding me of a piece of feedback that one of my mentors gave me in my doctoral program um, where they, I, I'm going to misquote them now, but saying like, Bridger, you're, you're a good writer when you remember me telling I you this? do remember yeah. you're a good writer when you say what you want um in how they said it but well, there do you was remember a me- the I do there was a metaphor around you don't forget to bring your bat to the game yeah do you remember that yes yes I cannot believe I'm forgetting this I don't even know if I can try it's gonna to come it. to you at like two o'clock. <laughs> I know. It's so frustrating. I'm so sorry, person <laughs> said this to me. Um, you remember the feeling of the feedback? Oh my just gosh! Not, yeah, not it was the, the most honest um, feedback I'd ever gotten about mm-hmm. my writing, mm-hmm. and it was like, "You're a basically like you're a terrible writer <laughs> when you're just like flexing your knowledge. Mm-hmm. A terrible writer, but you're a brilliant writer." when you say what you want to say thoughtfully. Mm. And that was, to me, a great example of that. Mm, and that yeah. feedback kind of came in that time. Yeah, um, it, w- it was really close together. Yeah, to those really close happened, together. Yeah. So that was a really great moment for me, even just as a professional academic of like, 
you're right. <laughs> like, yeah. we get it. Like, this is a cogent theory. And here's the history. It looks fine, but it's useless. Mm-hmm. Meaningless. And that was, like, so the opposite of the intention. But I forgot, like, that basic idea for myself of, like, it doesn't matter how robust the literature review is. Mm-hmm. If it's too long or stated in a way that's going to distance yourself from the reader's understanding, right. it's meaningless. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. It's a waste of space. It's actually taking you away from your goal. Mm-hmm. But I put so much work into that and it's meaningful to me and I love it. Like, well, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> if you are writing it for you just to keep it, great. Good. Yeah. You now mm-hmm. have this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not why you did it Mm -hmm. and i think that was what caleb and i really processed a lot in that in just talking about the feedback because he and i spent hours and hours and hours synthesizing i mean legendary theorists Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and trying our best to to get it right and feel good about it he and i which if you know for your experience of the both of us um I'm curious, like your experience of the both of us together writing, um, because for me, my experience of him is we're very equal in our dreaminess and in the synthesis. Like I don't have to explain it; he just like gets it. Mm-hmm. And so when we go together to write something, it's like it is what that was <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, but I think that was a really important moment for me to learn that the way I want to say it needs to be a piece of the puzzle um, but not the whole thing and if you do make it the whole thing you're only going to reach yourself what a beautiful representation of how our evolution as humans is reflected in the evolution of these trainings Mm. like the revisions and the updates and the changes that we'll make yeah will mirror how we evolve as people not just humans but you know professionals as well but yeah i think that's they tell so much of a story of yeah who we are who we were and all of the in between yeah Mm -hmm. i know i've been sitting thinking about like i don't think i felt vulnerable at the beginning because i was still very much in like a performer strategy Mm. and sort of had that same feeling you know i wasn't a musician but in every other way i was on stage doing something and it was always about um you know, you do the performance and that's that. Yeah. You know, and hope you, you like you it. move on and like the intention of like, oh my gosh, I hope that they're really receiving this in the way that I want them to wasn't as relevant. Um now, early in missionary life, you know, did they say the sinner's prayer and get saved? Like there was a lot of pressure there. So <laughs> Yeah. That's <laughs> different though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but I, th- I think, like, the most recent evolution that I've really felt and, like, kind of been startled or surprised by was the transition of being in a position where I had to teach alone for the first time after years of teaching with you guys and how just stark naked I felt. Mm. Like, I'm not sure how to be without a partner. Uh-huh. And so, like, what I did was just imagine that you were there. <laughs> That's, That's so funny because I went, just went to South Carolina yeah, a couple and did weeks it ago and did oh, yeah. training was by like? myself. What did you train? Uh, it was a new training I wrote yeah. oh. about association. <laughs> yeah. I um, knew about that, but I forgot the content. It's about, I knew about that. Working, working yeah, with working. Oh, yes, yeah, so you wrote yeah. like an 
a, a full condensed day. format yeah. of stuff we'd already written, or were there some that was like totally new? Some totally new. Holy cow! Yeah, <laughs> that's so that's funny. Amazing. Like not even like thinking of that as I do it, but as I am talking now, but a full day in front of a, a room of strangers, and. It very much, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm here by myself. It feels so different. Like, I don't have anyone to, like, flow yeah. with, like, yeah. that back yeah. and forth. Like, it is all my yeah. time yeah. and space. It like, I never get nervous. different. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I never get nervous Because we've got each other. Because we yeah. have each other. And then, like, I was by myself, and I was so fucking nervous. Yeah. yeah. And that, that for me was is where a body experience I'm for me. <laughs> so, I'm the most aware of how limited my own perspective is. Because like that idea of like, there's a million ways I could say this and I'm going to start. It's so frustrating to me when I'm training by myself or presenting something by myself or with a stranger, <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, where it's like, you didn't do the thing of like, pick me up. Like you didn't, <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you, you didn't, didn't take the end of this and the like, pieces I missed. yeah, you didn't yeah. like drive home the point or like, you didn't do the thing. Set where me up like, for another one. Yeah. Right? Or like now, up, now, like, now give a good story example, right? Like yeah. I just did the heady bit. It's your turn to tell a story, you know, exactly. The, and by the way, none of that is consciously communicated. Or you know, ever or, been explicit or, until or, this moment. But, it, but it's <laughs> so true. good. Yeah. Like, we get comments on that all the time. Like, the energy between you guys. But the that's way their biggest takeaway from the yeah. training. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think it's it's not something we're conscious of. But there is such a flow of, right. like, I can say something and someone else swoops in and picks up. I'm like, of course, Thank I would you. want that to be said. Thank but you. it's like, Thank was it in my mind that. at the yeah. time? That is the next sentence. You're right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> you did so good. Like, yeah. I didn't even know, but it was the yeah. right one. That was the right one. Mine, I, I didn't have it. You, yeah. you nailed it. Yeah. yeah. No, I I mean, I I think like we all know the, the gift of training as a team and more importantly, like training with a team that you trust implicitly. Yeah. Like, that no, training with no someone right. else would be miserable. Oh, no. oh my gosh, bizarre. I did it. Bizarre. Yeah, I did it at a national conference, and it was like it totally. I had to like talk myself through it of like this is not going to be like Beyond. Mm-hmm. Don't look to this to feel the same way, because you will be let down. Like, <laughs> and you will like hate this because there were moments where I felt like I was carrying the whole thing, mm-hmm. or there was moments where I was like resenting my partner. Eat who like their contribution was meaningful to the work and it was a published article and that's really fun and all this stuff. But it was like, you're not like, what are you doing? <laughs> you don't like, get the process. Yeah. Like, Do you even you don't care know the if pattern. they understand the material? Like, like, it was like, you're not telling any stories. You haven't said, you haven't said one. Like, <laughs> you know, so bizarre. No. Yeah. I think, I think like for me, that's been sort of the biggest evolution and awareness of um, like, the vulnerability of not being together and sort of uh, like being in academia for me has meant like standing on my own two feet alone. And I am so absurdly brave when I have backup and then like weirdly nervous when I don't. <laughs> it's like I which I think, you know, that makes sense given my personality of I'm a whole lot of bark and like none. I don't have bite. Jen yeah. has bite. <laughs> And nobody would expect Silent it. Bite. Silent bite. Like, that's the point. Is like, I do all and the barking. Will destroy you. <laughs> this, like, this works so well. It's like, well, I scare everybody. No, it's like, I can be fearless and like have so much bark and just like make so much absurd movement and noise in what I'm doing because like Jen will back me up if I go too far over the edge. And Let's so I just come back. Like, yeah, like, like I don't have to worry yeah. about it, you know, or if I'm making no sense, like you'll help me make sense. Like yeah. somebody, somebody will have my back and then like. You know, when you're alone, you have the task of like, okay, I have to, I have to, 
um, be smart about this. I have to tell good examples. I have to tie it all be together. Relational. I have to be relational. Oh, I have to be funny. Funny, right? and engaging. I have to, right? I have to be like accessible. the right amount of this and that. I don't know. Don't talk too funny, but talk funny enough. <laughs> like you have, yeah, because you have to have credibility, but relatability, right? Oh, <laughs> oh, devastating. It's, it's so, and, and so all like the awareness of all, all of it while, while trying to teach trying to teach something. No. Something really intense and important. And so I don't think that I have really noticed the vulnerability for a very long time. And then like I when got you stripped bare. That perception. Like are you talking about presenting as a therapist? Well, Jen and I have been teaching together for years. Yeah, that's why I'm curious. Like when are you starting this then, this perspective? Like a decade. Oh, it hasn't been that long, has it? I don't know. It's been yeah, a real decade. <laughs> 2014. Our, our babies like his, were little. Which babies? The, the little ones. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so like Good. six, six years? Yeah, I mean we, we've been teaching yeah. consistently for six years, and so I don't remember, and I don't think I ever did do it alone. Mm-hmm. Like I think my, you know, growing up as a trainer, like I was never alone. And so my competence with the material, like that's not what feels vulnerable, but the the human exposure of I'm just sort of up here doing my thing and I don't have any kind of buffer or somebody mm-hmm. to like, you know, talk to about how this felt afterwards is yeah. totally different. I don't have any interest in doing trainings alone. Like, yeah. No, like it's so such a space of like playfulness when we get to do it together. And I don't honestly know if I could do it like energetically. Like the moments where someone else is like capturing the attention. Yeah, like where we we do this sway, Mm -hmm. and when I get to come off of the the holding of it for a second, it gives me a chance to recalibrate, see what I want to say. Totally hear what they're saying, see of the room, and then go again. Mm-hmm. But if I'm having to, like, even, like, today, when you stepped off the stage, there was this feeling in me of, like, I felt that even though my voice didn't change, like, I didn't stop saying what I was saying or how I would treat a slide, I felt that, like, you're alone now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, the weight just got heavier on you're you. You're going to have to either figure out how to pause intentionally mm-hmm. and let a moment sit in for the client or for the the participants like say something that's going to need to marinate for a second mm-hmm. if you want to take a break like you normally would mm-hmm. and so you're like i feel myself being more dramatic with a statement or something like that whereas with you especially in that setting it was easy to just like okay uh-huh. we're just going to sway and mm-hmm. this is a this is a, a moment in the in the presentation where we're going to stay pretty light yeah we're not going to go super deep not a ton of stories just stay light and then when you had to leave for a second it was like oh now you need to make like that pressure of making it relatable and accessible. Case conceptualization theory. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, <laughs> I hope I do a good job. I'm not the best one to try that. <laughs> like, That's not usually your jam. No, like I get <laughs> jacked all, on this. Yeah, and we'll we all have super a role to play. Yeah. And then people are like glazed over. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I lost you guys. Sorry. <laughs> do you think that's why our trainings, like we don't do the memorization or the like, because we just like have duplication to. of it, like it is so individualized and nuanced and like in the moment because someone can carry it and we, we can have that like 
emerge within our own minds. We're not just like just trying to carry the content. Yeah. yeah. Like we have the space for that to emerge. I think also yeah. we've learned the value of that way of teaching. So like even how to when do it we, thoughtfully. Yeah. yeah. And, and when we teach alone now, because all of us do have moments where that's happening occasionally, um, I'm still not memorizing slides yeah. because I would get more stressed about trying to memorize rather than just like did I letting, say what I yeah, yeah like letting something flow. Even like our examples are different every, every time. time. Every single. Well, part of that time. is like if it was the same every time, we'd all get bored. So bored. Yeah, you know, it'd feel and, like a traveling show. Like, yeah. okay, do this thing, and then you're supposed to tell this joke. Yeah. Okay, we like, did that for a couple of them. <laughs> Yeah. Well, like, there's still there's still spots the where I do. Line. Yeah, no, there, there's there's about like four spots, and we each sort of have one where I feel like you know the same joke gets told. I always tell the Dunning Kruger Thanksgiving yeah. joke, <laughs> and then I try to like repeat it and when you're not up there. It like, doesn't work. The thing about that the thing about that joke is it consistently that's right. That's why rushes. Like, I know that's why it's does still in there. So well. but, everybody laughs every single because time. Every time I look at it, everybody's like. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, because yeah. they did it. I know. Really? I know. Narcissist, but, you know like, it doesn't crush though when you're not the one telling it. <laughs> it falls flat. It's right. like, oh, have you tried to do like, it when I'm not there? Is that a cricket I hear? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, it's my delivery. Like, have I you tried know. to do it when I'm not there? <laughs> yeah, there, there is. There's certain yeah. ones where it's like <laughs> you don't know how to teach. My system is like cued to like okay, this is what's supposed to come. <laughs> this and is I- the material is the Thanksgiving joke. So you know that moment when you all go home from school and you're trying to diagnose your, your family. family? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, if if you all haven't come to sip yet, you have that to look forward to. Oh man! In section one the of joke. day one. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see a graph with. We'll tell the Dunning Kruger joke about. That looks like a ramp. Yeah. And you're gonna yeah. Do you want to know the next hysterical. one? That's like it's on its way out. It's on this really steep fade oh, and decline. Yeah. And is that it's not me? It's my nervous system. Oh, that is on a decline. That is that one. <laughs> I thought about it. I contemplated. I hate that slide. Nobody said we usually we need to make a shirt. We used to make I that know, joke I, all the time. I thought, I thought about it. I thought about it, and I felt you thinking about it. I'm like, we're not going to do it this time. We're not going to talk about the shirt. Well, because I'm not the shirt do is already made. Oh, is that why? I think so. <laughs> yeah, Caleb made it. It's made in the, the shirt. We store. made the shirt. Yeah. Well, then why don't we joke about it? Because we actually no, you finally can't joke did it. About it's it. actually it's not a joke. And like, oh. it's a slide, and it's the one we have to say because it's on the slide, and we try to like give it's on it there twice. And it's like in quotes twice. But it's I entire? heard you, I, it was you that said it this time. Like, I heard it today, and I was just like, oh, that is not landing. This, like, it just, like, feels like it's like this. It's not me. It's, it's my nervous system. It's not anymore. Isn't that funny? Like, it's not me, but it is me, because it's your nervous system. It's your nervous system, system. So yeah. it's funny to say it. Yeah. Yeah. That one's yeah, <laughs> on its way out. It is on its way out. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find some more. Thanksgiving, we're keeping we that it, one. Though. It really was. We, like, we so were funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> we <laughs> loved us. that phrase. Maybe, and now in retrospect, <laughs> Thanksgiving stays because they're laughing at the joke. Yeah, the, exactly. The, it's not me, it's my nervous system is on the way out because they were only ever laughing at us. It's coming <laughs> off it. Because we were like laughing. <laughs> we thought it was hilarious. They they're like, these guys are funny. This is great. You yeah. <laughs> You're having a great time. We'll laugh along with you. Do you think you. we've even sold any of this? <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to ask Caleb. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't pre-order them. 
we'd have like nine uh, boxes yeah. of it's not me, it's my From, nervous system. Oh my god, this brings in up our such garage. A so we had this is back in Lost and Found days of playing music. Um Lost and Found was your band. Was band, yeah. Um and you had to pre like these stores were not around back then. Like you couldn't make the something on demand. Yeah, you couldn't make something that would be made when purchased. It was like you had to buy them. Mm-hmm. You had to submit the graphic, buy them, etc. So we had six boxes of t-shirts show up in pink. Oh, pink? Pink. Did you order pink? No. Oh. Wrong color. It's factory error. We had them from extra, extra large down to small. A box of v-neck. Pink v-neck. That's, that's a plus, pink. but at least they were v-neck. Pink. So did you have to pay for them? You get them reordered and you just had the extra. No, we uh, had to re- order they'd give us a discount so we just didn't, didn't. <laughs> so they floated do you, around do like do you still have any of they're shirts? somewhere in the world because okay. they're in some in-laws or uh-huh. parents uh-huh. Like attic or something the there's boxes of lost and found shirts that are pink yeah. when you find them no we'll all wear can them and I take pictures can please no. buy one from you no <laughs> please no I want you to check your views after this episode. <laughs> You're never going to find it. That's the thing. It's buried I have now found into it. obscurity. Don't no, talk I about have that. <laughs> okay. Right. Well. Anyway. We'll move on, but I have more to say on that. This has been a really fun episode. Really fun episode. And I think we do actually need to do another one for the other hats. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about consultant Much. or therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. I mean, do you guys want to make a comment about humanness? Did what? <laughs> I think we did. Okay. I think you didn't. No, she did. She like kind of wove it in at the end. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Oh, vulnerability. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The you know feeling naked without you guys. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. I did. I that said it. it. I said we it. We nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Do you, okay. But we did too, right? Yeah. Okay. I think we led. You led. Yeah. You started and then I went. Well, yeah. I, that's went. not what I was meaning by my question or do we want to oh. end with a note of humanness. What I was oh. asking is like, is there anything else as a human that oh, you want gosh. to say? <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, because I mean, that was sort of the spectrum. We don't have to. Yeah. So pretty tapped out. <laughs> I'm being real. That, that is your, your human of, offering. Yeah. Bubbling in my mind right now. Nothing well, of like substance or meaning. Okay, so today we're mostly trainers and fully immersed yeah. in the experience. I think of being one thing a that is bubbling. Okay. I hope that from this, like people have a different perspective on what our trainings are and maybe even like an excitement or curiosity around experiencing like it not just being about the content. Like there's so much more that's a part of the process. So hearing that, like in any of the trainings that we offer or consultation, like those experiences, we have so much more heart and intention (laughs) and vision, like woven into every single aspect of the training and consultation that is way more than just the content that's put on the slide or Mm. that's going to like come out of our mouths in that moment. Mm. So I hope like for the listeners, they just see it from a bigger perspective now. Yeah. If they had made it this far in this episode. That's true. Then I'm going to be, first of all, super impressed, but also. Oh, come on. This is a great episode. <laughs> it is. Is it great for us? Or yes. Well, yes, I feel like a lot fair. of people love, like, us as humans. And so 
I hope. That's a nice idea. I think, I think you're right. Do. No, I do. I think you're very right. Write in and tell us if this is the content. <laughs> don't do that. Tell us if this is the content you like. Not no. how much you love Jim, us. Don't open yourself up to that, Accept honestly. or reject me. <laughs> in public. <laughs> in public. <laughs> Yelp On review it. social media, please. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, no, I, I think, Jen, like, that's exactly, for me, where the plane does land is... is we took another step of vulnerability by calling, like naming the vulnerability that is there for us. Mm -hmm. you know, and this morning um, I did the introductory section a little bit different, like that slide where it's, you know, the disclaimer mm -hmm. essentially of like this content is not right mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, not universal truth. Yeah, like it showed up in me very sentimentally, like in my feeling. That felt softer this morning than usual. Yeah. Like um, that our goal is not to tell you something to do or to be or what's right or wrong. It's just to invite. Um, and that is so, I think, authentic to each of the four of us as humans that even in, even in our humanness, that's where we're at um, a lot of the time anyway. Um, and for that to show up in the training space, I think is, I'm glad when that happens. When we get a question that wants a right answer, we're able to embrace the wish of that right answer mm -hmm. and just move a bit deeper into the realness of it being scary that there's not real answers or mm -hmm. right answers, that things are more complex. You know, I think part of the difference is that we now have many years of practicing this way. And feel a different level of confidence. Yeah. Of. Comfortability. Mm -hmm, in that. Mm -hmm, and like embodied knowledge of this really does work. Like working this way, practicing this way. Um, intuitively, we always had the hunch that it would and that it could. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but now I have like humans and stories and moments and experiences where me practicing what we preach has paid off in such a oh, man. powerful, visceral, transformative way for people that I really care about. And for us. Yes. Like us choosing to practice what we preach in yeah. the way that we as humans be together, relate to each other, you know, work family together, all of that. Um, it it works. And I think that it um like softens the delivery because we feel less of a need to prove it because we know in a different way how true it is. Um, which for me feels really good. Like my ego is less concerned because I trust the process to show itself to people with time. And that feels nice. Relaxing. Mm -hmm. Does that feel like a good place to end? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So with the nice and relaxing note, thank you all for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast episode and that it will help you help your clients in the process of EMDR therapy. If you are curious to learn more about something that you've heard today, check out our website at www.beyondhealingcenter.com and go to the trainings tab for more information on our upcoming EMDR and case conceptualization trainings. You can also contact us by emailing
trainings at beyondhealingcenter.com. If you want to stay connected, please subscribe to this podcast for more episodes, leave us a review, and follow us on social media by searching Notice That Podcast.